those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this edition of Inside Supercars, we look at the future for Jamie Wincup as he heads to Bathurst this weekend for his final start as a full-time driver in the Supercar Series. Well, at the moment, we, I think we're, everyone's all sitting and tight, they're sitting and waiting for Jamie to make a decision whether he's going to, uh, I, I suppose, one sense go cold turkey and just get a step away from driving side of it and manage the team. Saw it as a challenge. He didn't want to be known as a one-trick pony, you know, he, which is a pretty good trick when you're the best supercars driver in history. Yeah, the planets aligned in terms of what I was thinking of when I needed to be able to, to step back. Um, the timing was appropriate. We hear from Graham Wincup, Roland Dane, Craig Lowndes, Garth Tander and Scott Gullen. Graham Wincup is a proud uncle and partly responsible for setting Jamie on his path to greatness. He said that the success his nephew has achieved has been celebrated by more than his family. Everybody that's, you know, not, not just family, but close family friends, you know, he, he's done an incredible thing um, to, to, to achieve what he has. And, and, and he's still, like, he's still, like, he's running second in the championship now in his retirement year. Um, he still puts the thing on pop. You know, he still throws in some incredible laps and he's still doing very, very well. Like, he's, he's stepping out at the top of his game and I'm, I'm sure if Jamie threw his hat out there, there'd be several teams that'd love him to come and drive their cars in the next couple of years. Scott Gullen has just assisted Jamie in his autobiography, Driver Lifetime, and he spoke about how Jamie approached his next chapter. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was not obsessed, but he, he saw it as a challenge. He didn't want to be known as a one-trick pony, you know, he, which is a pretty good trick when you're the best supercars driver in history. But he was very he, about the future. He wanted to jump into things. And he always talked about his dad. You know, the one way to get his dad to do something is to tell tell Dave that he couldn't, you know, build that fence over there. So then he'd go and do it. And I think Jamie's a bit the same. At Triple Eight, Jamie has shared the garage with the most popular driver of all time, Craig Lowndes. And now with one of the most popular Kiwi drivers, Shane Van Gisbergen, Graham Wincup said that Jamie understood the importance of having a strong teammate. When you've got a, a tough teammate, it raises the level. Um, like you're always out to beat your teammate. He's the first guy you've got to beat. And, and you know, they are, they are great teammates. You know, the, the team is everything to them. And if Jamie can't win, then Shane wants to win uh, and and vice versa you know they they're there to have the the triple eight cars one two as much as possible um and, and it does it, you know they push each other hard and and uh there's no secrets you know I, I've, I've seen that there's no secrets with anybody i'm doing this try this you know uh, and that that's how it it really should be 
Jamie's teammate, Greg Lowndes, admires many aspects of her relationship. It has always been the one thing that stuck in his craw. But there are some things that you know Jamie does that that, that used to frustrate me, and and, and I I have a laugh about it because it still happens today with Shane, which is basically that you know if you got to be in an appearance at a ten o'clock at nine fifty nine and fifty nine seconds, Jamie will then decide to go and go to the function. But it takes you know it doesn't take into account that it's going to take five minutes to get there. So um, I hate being late to anything, and Jamie was always that person. Who will if I can spend an extra extra minute looking at data or doing something like that, I'd rather do that than be at a function. So that was probably the frustrating side of Jamie. But as I said, it, it, it still happens today and I, I still have a giggle because now it's happening to Shane. David Couchy, Jamie's engineer from 2014 to 2020, said it was the relationships at Triple Eight that made the team so successful. Oh, look, without question, you know, you know, Jamie and, and, and of course, Craig, Craig Lowndes, you know, they, they, they were a massive part of that. And, and those guys, those guys working together, I think their relationship um, and the respect that, that both of those guys had for each other on and off the track. Um, and of course, also the way that, that, that Roland, you know, ro- operates the team, like that's um, a, a very big part of, of why, of why Triple Eight uh, has been so successful um, in its very, very, you know, almost short history. I mean, it's quite a long history now, but um, you know, they 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 became successful quite quickly, and that definitely flows from the top. Um, and having those two drivers with their with their personalities, again, Jamie, so easy to get along with. Don't have to even mention it about Craig Lowndes and his kind of bubbly, happy personality. So, um, you know, it was just a really awesome environment to be in and everybody just was able to grow and, and perform at their absolute best. And, and that's why that's that was the sort of foundation of, of what Triple Eight is today. Garth Tan has now joined the team as a co-driver with Wincup's teammate Shane Van Gisbergen. He's now finding out firsthand why Triple Eight has been so successful. Roland Dane always said to me, "One day I'll get you in one of my cars," and um, you know, as it turned out, we did a few, we we finally got it done for the endurance races. So um, yeah, look, it's um, it's it was it has been a lot of banter and a lot of fun amongst the. the Four, four drivers at Triple Eight. Um, given the battles that we've had over the journey, raced against Jamie, particularly you know the year that I'd won the championship in 2007. It came down to two points between Jamie and myself. The following couple of years, you know, we were I was you know inside the three when Jamie won the championship, so battling for the championship for a period of time. And then obviously Shane, you know, Shane came on the scene 2007, and you know raced against him that whole time. And, Scott Gullen. He fell in love with the engineering side of of motorsport, so he he's learned a lot from that. And I think in business, he took his time to figure out what he wanted to do. But the wash, the car wash business, he that's got a big engineering factor to it. He wants it to be the most modern and different and best in Australia. So again, he's applied that. And I think motorsport, you know, that's all he's known. It's in his blood and. He genuinely cares about the sport. I mean, he's not just about, obviously he wants to win because that's inbred in him, but he has a genuine care for the state of the sport. So being on the commission and now being an owner and a manager, I'm not surprised he went down that track and either is anyone around him really. And I think he'll devote a lot of time between that and his business because he wants to be successful at something other than driving.
Kevin Fitzsimmons is the operations manager at Dunlop. Yeah, we um, we had a pretty good relationship with Jamie, and still do, you know, right, right the way through. And uh, he's done a, a lot of the the tyre development in in recent years with uh, the introduction of the the soft tyre back, uh, you know, sort of you know ten years or more ago now, sort of thing. And more recently, the super soft tyre. Um, part of it being you know, the homologation team with with AAA being the, the the GM homologation team, sort of thing. But he. Um, his feedback was exceptional. Roland spoke about when he first thought Jamie might be the right person to succeed him in leading Triple Eight. About um, four years ago, I think, when he was talking about the fact that he wanted to uh, get, um, get he wanted to get involved in um, the sport uh, for the long term, and uh, he regarded. Triple Eight as his home, and so it started to become apparent. And then we talked about it some more. Uh, and the yeah, the planets aligned in terms of what I was thinking of when I needed to be able to to step back. Uh, so the timing um, the timing was appropriate. Tony Quinn has also bought in, and he is very confident that Jamie will be the right man to lead the team. But if we look at um, Jamie as a team principal, geez, I, I, I don't think you meet anybody that's more determined than Jamie. Uh, you know, he works very, very hard. He's super intelligent and um, he's tough enough. And, you know, it's the old story. Anybody that follows on from Roland is going to have a tough day anyway. Uh, and I think if anybody can do it, I think Jamie can. Nobody else knows the business like he does. Yeah, that's, that's true. And and he has the, the appropriate level of um, apprehension and fear as well. Um, the big shoes to fill, and if you, if you sit close to Roland at any time, um, the level of energy he's got to executing whatever it is that he's working on is is, is frightening, and, and, and Jamie will match that in spades. Um, and then what comes with with being, you know, 102 as Roland is, is that that energy is well directed because he's been doing it for so many years, and and, and that's where um, I think Jamie is is benefiting from the way he's designed the handover. I mean, even that's Jamie's design. Okay, well, I'll have um, uh, I'll announce now that I'm retiring. I'll announce now I'm going to become the managing director. Um, I'll I'll buy a chunk of Roland shares um, and put my uh, my money where my mouth is, and then I'll spend the next 12 months making sure that the stuff that I, I take for granted, I now learn. Yeah, as a driver, I took for granted, I'll now learn. So, you know, he's got himself, a, a, you know, as soon as he made that decision, moved to Brisbane instead of the Gold Coast, got himself into the office. All of those things that, that you need to do to allow that osmosis learning, um, Jamie's doing. Miles said there was one thing that everyone will see firsthand with him in the Triple Eight team principal role. How hard he works. You, you yeah. won't find anyone. You won't yeah. find anyone who, who works harder. Garth Tander here. If he has, if he has the ability to um, apply himself in the business world as well as he did in the motorsport world, then you could only expect continued success for Triple Eight, couldn't you? Because um, you know, he's. I think he's um, he's developed himself in the business world quite well already. You know, he's. Had a couple of businesses running with his car washes and, and cafes and things like that, and I guess that was always 
just to learn the ropes of the of the business world and, and understand what's required. On, you know, clearly on a much smaller scale than what Triple Eight is, but um, you know, build the basics if you like. And this year, being involved in the Supercars Commission was an always uh, was also another step towards um, getting a better understanding of the sport and the the politics and the business aspect of the sport, so that he has a clearer understanding of how all that works when he moves into this team principal role. So, you know, realistically, you have to look that the groundwork has been going on for a, for a few years now. Uh, and, you know, it's a very, very successful organisation that Roland and, um, has built up. And uh, and he wouldn't, and it's his little baby. I've learned that since being involved in the race team, that Triple H's Roland's little baby, and he wouldn't be turning that over to just anyone, I wouldn't imagine. So, yes, um, Roland will still be there in the background, but um, it's very much going to be Jamie steering the ship going forward. So, um, you know, the skills that he's acquired over the last couple of years in business and, um, you know, like I said, the, the application and the, the professionalism that we've seen from his driving career, if that can be a, translated into the business world, then, um, you know, I don't see anything changing as far as Triple Eight being successful going forward. Kevin Fitzsimmons from Dunlop is also confident of Win Cup's next step. You know, not only the, 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 the seven championships and um, Bathurst wins and everything else that, he, that he's done, but, um, you know, people people don't take enough notice of the things he's done in the background and everything, you know, being on the commission and, and um, the, the, as I said, he's very good at wearing the category hat and, and helping the sport uh, grow. You know, he's, he's, he's been very, very good. He's a great ambassador and... Um, you know, he'll, he'll still be around. He won't, he won't be, you know, he's on track. Activities will be missed and everything, but certainly um, he's, uh, he's been a, a credit to the sport, a credit to himself and his family. You know, he's, uh, he's been very, very good from, from that point of view for um, the betterment of the sport that we all love. You know, he's, uh, he's been fantastic. Tim Miles has just successfully brokered the sale of supercars for Archer Capital and the teams and explains what Jamie is like in the boardroom. It's interesting. It's, it's it's still hard when you look at uh, across the boardroom table at Jamie to not see Jamie the racing car driver because, um, you know, I've known him since two thousand and four, as you said, and um, he has a, a an uncanny uh, talent behind the wheel and and um, you know uh, from from the absolute top draw there. And so when you when you look and know. Um, that part of his demeanour to, to then look at him in a business setting, it, it um, I guess it takes a little bit of adjusting too. Uh, but the one observation I have of Jamie as a racing car driver holds across to Jamie as a businessman, and that is that nothing happens by chance. So he works incredibly hard. He thinks researchers um, is bold and is also bold enough to ask the question. And one of the things I see in business all the time is is – um, people who believe they know it all and and a, a lot of what they know, they know because they made mistakes um, and a lot of uh, uh, the positions they take, you know, they, they could probably position themselves a little bit better just by asking a few questions. And the one thing that, that Jamie's not afraid to do is, is ask a question about something that he, that he doesn't know. Um, and as I said, nothing happens by accident with Jamie. He he really thinks everything through, um, just like he does with car racing. Um, it, as a driver, uh, as a businessman, he 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 plans, uh, thinks everything through, has a lot of uh, logic and rationale around the the arguments that he presents and and the positions that he takes. Um, 
but is is open-minded enough to allow you to change change his position if if, um, if it's not right. So he's um, he's a very very uh, fun guy to sit in the boardroom with because he, he spends a, a lot of time thinking and considering and and also d- doesn't talk on conversations that he doesn't know a lot about. Um, but you might get a phone call from from him after that after that conversation is finished saying so. Does this mean this or does that mean that? Um, you know, so the, so the mind's always working. Does Uncle Graham think that Jamie will be any different as a team principal? I don't think he'll change much at the racetrack. Like, he's there, Laird, to do a job. Uh, he, he said, I'll probably get a bit more time to talk to you, Gray. You know, he said, usually he got out of the car that he was straight into debrief and then they, they maul over things. And, you know, although we go to a lot of race meetings, it, it's amazing the small amount of time we get to spend with him. Like, I, I think, you know, we might have had dinner once or twice over the last 10 or 15 years because he, he doesn't do that, you know, either in, in debrief or, or in, in with the engineers. So hopefully that he's got a little bit more time um, to uh, to have a chat and spend a bit of time together. But, uh, you know, I don't think Jamie's um, dedication will change very much it'll just change into a different format um, than than racing the car with the helmet on to use it, as you said, put a peak cap on and, and watch what else everybody else is doing. Tim Miles highlights one area of he has been observing Jamie developing off the track. Yeah, and I think he does that much quicker in a race car than he does in a business, but I think that's because he's been doing the first one for longer than the second. I'm probably the, the reverse. He, um, he, does make his decision and then stick to it. So he doesn't. He'll, he'll never regret having made made a decision if it's if it's a wrong one because, you know, he will have put the work into making the decision. I think what you do see with Jamie is he's he's um, brave enough to make decisions. But in the business setting at the moment, he's keen to learn. Um, he's learning from a guru and 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 Roland Dane and and so, um, I think it sometimes drives Roland. Um, uh, uh, mad the amount of to- the amount of questions that Jamie will ask, but but Jamie's asking them because he's learning. He's not asking them to challenge Roland on this decision or that. He's why have you done this? How have you done that? Um, and so I think he'll get to the position next year where he'll be able to make those decisions uh, a lot quicker than he does today, and that'll be because he spent a good period uh, this year learning. And I think the the. Um, for example, his second car wash that he's just op- opened up in Queensland there, and, and and he did that in a far shorter time period than the first car wash, and that's because he had gone through a bunch of processes before, so he knew what to expect, how to expect it, and and, and he made those decisions a lot quicker. And I'm seeing that I'm seeing that in in, in Teamland at Triple Eight, he's able to make decisions infinitely quicker um, once he's already had the experience. So I think he's I think he's um, more cautious now than we'll see in, in, in 24 months. Mark Dutton thinks that Jamie's knowledge and experience will be good for the team when he is tapping Dutto on the shoulder during a race to suggest a strategy. Yeah, and he'll be excellent at that. Like, he's he is very good at, uh, yeah, he'll be seeing it through a driver's eyes, um, you know, what's happening on the track and different things, which is, which is, which is very valuable. Um, so no, he, his his input. If 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 he purely replaced or, or did that, that would be a a, a, a a great role and a great input and a, and a great uh, asset to the team. Um, 
let alone if he's doing more and more than that. So, um, no, I think he'll I think he'll do a good job. Graham Wincup doesn't think 2022 will see a big change at the team, but looks forward to celebrating Jamie's driving career after the Bathurst 1000. Another famous saying we have, the easiest thing to change in a race car is the driver. You know, you just hop one out, yep. put another one in. So I don't think anything will change. I think in the, in the privacy of the, of the team, they will have some sort of a celebration or, or whatever, but, you know, nothing's going to change very much. Except, you know, Jamie's Hamill will only come out of the cupboard a couple of times a year instead of every weekend. So, you know, Jamie will still be at the team. He's still going to be at the racetrack all the time. So um, just because there's another driver in the seat, I don't think the team... Will, will change just because Jamie's not there. Um, you know, he will be there and, and, and the team will, will continue to go forward. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be a uh, a few drinks and, and, a, and a bit of a celebration at the end of the day, but uh, I think that will be well away from the racetrack. Craig Lowndes says one of the big things that Jamie needs to decide is if he is going to co-drive for the team in 2022. Well, at the moment, I think where everyone's all sitting and tight, they're sitting and waiting and um, waiting for Jamie to make a decision whether he's going to, uh, I, I suppose, one sense go cold turkey and just get a step away from driving side of it and manage the team and, and manage the, the 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 workshop, or whether he does come back. You know, personally, I I can't see Jamie going cold turkey. I think there's no doubt. You know, again, being through it, that he'll have that bug, especially uh, when cars roll out for the first time next year and I remember Mark Scaife saying the same to me you'll know if you've made the right choice when you first stand on the pit lane and you're watching the cars all filing out of pit lane when you're not in one uh, and the emotions of that if whether it, it internally it, you feel strong enough that you should be in one or whether you're, you're comfortable with the decision you've made but I think for me that's you know I was comfortable in the, in the decision but the same token, as you as the year rolls on, you you do a couple of test days and you get back in the driver's seat. You sort of become more eager to to, to continue as as a race driver. So I think Jamie will probably contest next year as a, as a co-driver. That's my my thinking and, and my take of it. Um, where that puts me, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Mark Dutton says the roles for 2022 have not been established. We we haven't had the, uh, a real we haven't had time and it's 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 for next year but a, a good sit down to really plan out um, you know the the roles and, and and responsibilities of everyone what what uh, specific role Jamie w- will be doing um, in the garage so it'll be interesting I think he'll do a good job no matter which uh, which way we we skin the cat of of who's doing exactly what. Um, yeah, you, I've I've said to him half jokingly, mate. You you sure you don't just want to do my job? Am I am I staying at home now, mate? Are, are you uh, are, are you gonna are you gonna be between the two race engineers? Uh, yeah, yeah, doing that. So um, and a controller or whatever. So I, I've I've posed the questions to Jamie. You know, um, I, I I imagine he'd want to get in and 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 do all those things. But yeah, don't know. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, have to see if I still have a job. Couchy jokes that he's moving to Grove Racing because of the change. Yeah, I want I wanted to get away before um before he became my boss. Yeah, I didn't want him to have to shout at me, basically. The immediate challenge is this weekend. Craig Lowndes, who will share the car with Wincup at Bathurst, 
hopes to send him out on a high, similar to how Lowndes finished his final Bathurst as a full-time driver. Well, I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, again, I, I, I went through that phase in, in 2018 and, and it, was, it was a great result for Steve Richards and I. So hopefully I can send him off in a, in a same sort of positive way. It's it, understanding where he's at in the sense of his head, motions. Uh, hopefully I can take some of that pressure off him, off him and he can enjoy... enjoy the last Bathurst 1000 as a full-time driver and, and as a lead driver, um, you know, I'll, I'll be uh, you know talking to him throughout the, the weekend. And again, he's a very private person in a lot of ways. So, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll try and carry some of the load of the, the PR side of it and just let him enjoy what will be his last full-time Bathurst race. Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll be very focused on the qualifying, all the elements and, and, and the areas that he will be taking taking on um, so all I've got to worry about is a race car getting hopefully if I start the race a good start keep it out of trouble and hand it over to him so yeah there's um, it's going to be quite emotional for him there's no doubt uh, he's very good as I said very good at uh, hiding a lot of his emotions so uh, you know we'll see what happens when we when we finally get there. If Jamie is co-driving at Triple Eight next year is that bad luck for Garth Tander? <laughs> Yeah, well, that could be the case, but uh, yeah, again, like it, it's something that, that you know, for me, I could never go cold turkey, uh, and I haven't. And and although that we're doing commentary side of it now as well, and and that's in in the mix, it it, it, it is busy, and it's going to be busy for Jamie to get his head around running the team, you know, the politics, all all the you know the, the business decisions that he's going to have to take on. I know he's got Roland and, and Tony Quinn on his side, so he's got some very powerful people beside him and around him that, that can help make those decisions. So that I think that's going to be a, a big plus for Jamie. Uh, but again, the same token, he's now next going to be on the chopping board if, if things go wrong. As Jamie's full-time racing career comes to a close, what advice would Graham Wincup like to have given his nephew when he was starting out? Dave and I probably lived our dreams to, to the um, <clears throat> with Jamie. Uh, you know, we've always wanted him to be successful. In whatever he he desired to do, um, we encouraged him and whatever he did. And I I don't a lot a lot of people ask me, you know, I want my son to do what you can do, and, and I don't think it's it would be very difficult to do because of of the the family unit that we had with Dave and myself, and you know we're we're brothers, but we're apart, and Jamie was was. The, the nucleus of what we were doing and, and we there was always plenty of enthusiasm and if, if one got a bit down the other one would take over and you know it just worked like that so I, I don't you know think that we'd change anything I, I suppose every race car driver has aspirations of becoming a Formula One driver but you know we we, we certainly weren't rich enough to, to go down that path and and I think with what we had available to us, he's done a great job. And and I don't think there's anything I'd, I'd really want to change at all. I'm pretty happy. How different is Jamie Winkup now to the young man that sat down in his office hoping to drive at Triple Eight? Oh, it's, um, he's the same person, but very, very, very much uh, more experienced and grown up. And uh, as should be, and he walked in here as, if I remember, a 22-year-old or something. Um, so uh, he's, he's very different uh, in terms of experience now. And he, um, 
and that shows. Yeah, he's um, he's developed as a person, particularly in the last yeah four years or so. He's uh, since he's had his own business as well with this car wash business, uh, and um, yeah, settled in his personal life and recognizing the fact that yeah he wasn't going to drive forever so okay what am i going to do what are my uh, plans uh planning that properly and understanding what he wanted to do uh has focused him on on uh, on the job in hand uh and he's uh, yeah he's really put his um, put his heart and soul i think into into working out what his future looks like. We hope you've enjoyed this series on the GOAT, Jamie Wincup. If you'd like to learn more about Jamie Wincup, his autobiography, Drive a Lifetime, is available at all good bookstores now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.